It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast. It is Monday, March 9th, 2020, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. If you like our show, subscribe to it on your favorite podcast venue and leave it a good review. Well, I hope you had a nice weekend. Today, we are going to talk about Jets' needs because free agency is approaching quickly. And I always say that you should think more about needs in the context of roles what what role does a player have because your go-to guy in your passing game could be a tight end you know, say you're Kansas City and you have Travis Kelsey or you're San Francisco and you have George Kittle so those teams you may not those teams may not think of things as having a number one receiver I guess the Chiefs do though with Tyreek Hill but they kind of, a tight end like that can kind of fill the role of a number one receiver but that said, on today's show, we are going to go position by position with the Jets, and I'm going to take a look as we approach free agency at whether that position is a need. And when I say need, I'm going to talk about whether the Jets need a, a starter because I think at almost every position, the Jets could use an upgrade for backups. And that's not, that's not necessarily a Jets-specific thing. Most teams in the league don't have great depth at most positions. There just aren't enough good players to go around, especially in a league with a salary cap. So, And I'll, I'll also give my thoughts on the status of various starters on the Jets and various spots the Jets could fill as we go through position by position. And we will begin with the quarterback position. And I think that's not a need for the Jets. And... Your miles may vary depending on your views on Sam Darnold, but I think we all know that he is going to be, unless he's, as long as he's healthy, we know he is going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets on opening day in 2020. Now, if you're not a big Darnold fan, then you may not be happy with that. I personally am a fan of Darnold. I personally think he has quite a bit of up, of upside, and I think he has the potential to be a long-term solution at the position for the Jets. These feelings are kind of irrelevant, though, because we all know Darnold is is going to be starting this season for the Jets. The Jets are not, it's not even going to be a consideration to replace Darnold, and in my opinion, nor should it be. So this one's pretty obvious. I will say that the Jets, and this is something I have said on past shows recently, the Jets do need to figure out a better plan for their backup spot. And whether that's finding a veteran who's 
a, a higher caliber player than Trevor Simeon, even though Simeon did not get much action last year because he got hurt during his first start of the year against the Cleveland Browns. I just don't think he's a good enough backup plan. If anything happens to Darnold, you want somebody who can go out there and win games. And I don't think Simeon really fits that description for the Jets going forward. And behind him, Luke Falk certainly did not. Although Falk was let go by the Jets and David Fales was behind him. Certainly David Fales is not a guy I think the Jets want to count on to win any games for them going forward. So they do need to find a better plan for backup quarterback. And I guess you could say backup quarterback is a need, but I think the quarterback position in general is not something I'd categorize as a need for the Jets. Next up is the running back position, and we all know what a hot topic of debate Le'Veon Bell's production or lack thereof was for the Jets in the year 2019. And it's a debate that really cannot be solved because we don't have we don't have an example. We can't we can't know for sure how things would have played out if he had played with a better offensive line or if he had a coaching staff that made more of an effort to display his skills. So all we can do is examine Bell, you know, and try and do our best job of guessing how he would have performed. And my view is that I don't think he's the same difference maker he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I also think that he still can be a very productive back in this league, and I don't think the Jets did enough to get enough out of him in the passing game. Now, what I would say is that I would not object, not in round one. Jets are not going to draft a running back in round one, but I would not object to the Jets maybe drafting a running back later on, You know, somebody who could maybe sit behind Bell as a rookie and then potentially step into the starting lineup year two or year three, 2021, 2022. I think the Jets are... Jets would not, it would not be the worst idea in the world to think long-term and bring in a young back. But even then, even though the Jets don't really have much in the way of a proven back behind Bell right now signed, it's not that hard to find quality depth at the position. So I'm really not that worried about the running back position. I'm more worried, can the Jets get more out of Bell this year? And part of that's going to be determined by how well they address the offensive line in both free agency and the draft. But I cannot say that I think running backs a need. I don't think the Jets need to add anybody. I, again, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world if they bring in a rookie. And again, not first round. First round pick cannot be on a running back. But if value meets need a little bit later in the draft, I would not object to it. I don't think it would be the worst move in the world if there is a talented back who could step in for Bell going forward in the future. Next, we're going to talk about the tight end position. And this is going to be a little controversial, but I think that this is actually a weaker spot for the Jets than than the consensus is. And I say that as a fan of Chris Herndon, I projected big things for Chris Herndon in the year 2019. The problem is it did not pan out. And I still think Chris Herndon could have a big bounce back season in 2020. But we have to acknowledge that he only played one game last year. His 2019 season was a disaster. So we're going on some good games as a rookie, but can he bounce back? I think that's an open question. And then behind him is the guy who gets a ton of hype, Ryan Griffin, who you know chipped in about 24 yards a game and had no blocking ability, no ability to stretch the field. And then behind them, they have Trevon Wesco, who really not a lot of upside as a receiver and inconsistent as a blocker, as a rookie. And a guy who the Jets got, he was incredibly hyped as a blocker but I think if you look at te- technically you know, the technical aspects of his blocking 
left something to be desired. A guy who's more of a developmental pros- prospect as a blocker. And I think if you on paper, if you're going to be objective, this is one of the shakiest tight end groups in the league. Now, Herndon gives it a lot of upside. I'm not saying that it's a hopeless tight end group. And I've seen plenty of hopeless tight end groups with the Jets. It's not hopeless. It's a tight end group that actually could be really good if Herndon pans out. Because Herndon, I think Herndon's potential is sky high. But I also think you have to acknowledge that Herndon is more of a question mark now than he was a year ago. So I would not object to this. I would say it's kind of a need. I think the Jets might be well advised to just bring in some veteran Who's And it's not that hard. Again, it's another position where tight ends are typically not that expensive, so it should not be that hard to bring in somebody just as an insurance policy in case Herndon suffers another injury, in case something goes bad. So a little bit of nuance there, because I'm not saying it's it's a horrendous tight end. I'm not saying it's a tight end group that lacks upside. It's a tight end group that has a lot of upside if Herndon plays like he did. It grows, a bit, grows from his 2018 season, but... I think I'm a little bit more conservative on how this group looks after 2019. After I think you just have to add that to your analysis, just what a difficult year Herndon has. I think on paper, this is a group with a lot of questions. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Jets podcast here on a Monday, and we're going position by position with the Jets today, taking a look as we approach free agency and then the draft a little bit later on in the offseason where the Jets stand and which positions really are needs for the Jets. And we started off with the offense, and we're going to continue with the, the last two spots on the offense, which I think are both pretty glaring needs. And you know, the first one is wide receiver, which I mean, it's as big of a need as – it's actually – I can't say that because we have offensive line to get to, but it's a pretty pronounced need for this team. Outside of Jamison Crowder – there's not really a lot you can rely on for, uh, at the r- wide receiver position for the Jets. And he's not, I mean, he's a guy who is probably in a good passing offense, maybe the third or fourth best option. Now, if you get Robbie Anderson back, that certainly helps matters. But Robbie's a free agent. His his status is kind of up in the air. You do you potentially have Quincy Inunua coming back, but he's coming back off a serious injury. He's essentially missed two of the last three years, and there's not really a lot you can count on him for right now. And I think if you look at the way this has played out with Robbie Anderson, this is just another example. If you just examine the Jets wide receiver position, I think it's another example of how Mike McCagnan just never thought ahead because now he's in a spot where you got Jamison Crowder counting for $10 million against the cap, this year, you have Quincy Inunua counting for $7.8 million against the cap, and you have Robbie Anderson on sign. So you're already dedicating around $18 million under the cap. And what do you really have? You have Inunua and you have Crowder. And you knew Anderson was going to be a free agent. You, you knew maybe you'd want to leave some cap space open, or you should have known that you'd, you'd 
potentially want to leave some cap space open to address Anderson's free agency in 2019, but that's not the way McCagnan approached the offseason last year. So uh, just uh, not well-managed in terms of the cap by Mike McCagnan at the wide receiver position and a spot that's a big need. Jets need to get some receivers in here who can grow with Sam Darnold, who can develop with Sam Darnold. And I think if you look at the free agents class this year at the receiver position there's not a lot of upgrades over Robbie Anderson so I think they either need to bring Anderson back or they probably will have to look to the to the NFL draft which fortunately does have a pretty deep class at the receiver position so there's some good news there I, I would not I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world for the Jets to potentially double dip at the position Jets have two third round they they have their second round pick and they have two third rounders if the Jets were to take two receivers in those three picks, I don't think it's the worst move in the world. You know, it, of course, it depends on who else is available. It depends on whether you can address the edge. It, all, it depends on whether offensive line prospects are available. But I would not mind seeing the Jets make a big investment in the draft at the receiver position. Next up is offensive line. And, I mean, I don't even need to tell you about this one. This off- I mean, this has been – this is both a position that was a long-term – it was it was poorly managed in the long term, and it was catastrophically managed in the short term in the year 2019 for the Jets. And I, I don't want to go into too much detail because I mean, if you've watched the Jets, if you watched the Jets football game this year, you can see how bad the Jets blocked on the offensive line, both in the run game and in pass protection. If you disagree with me on this, I would love to hear why. I mean, I would love to hear. You can cut. I, I am opening the show up. I know we have like our listener spotlight where we get to know people. If you disagree with me that this offensive line's not a need, uh, you email me and you can come on the show and we'll debate this because uh, you're just not thinking things through if you're telling me the offensive line's not a need. And again, it's both a long-term and a short-term failure for, failure for the Jets. They have not invested a first-round pick on the offensive line since Nick Mangold and DeBrickishaw Ferguson in 06. And since then, very minimal early day, early investments. I mean, Vlad Dukas was the last second-round pick the Jets used on the offensive line. That was 10 years ago, and it was a terrible pick. Uh, a couple third-round picks. You have Brian Winters, which, I mean, I guess he's been a, a, a starter for a number of years, but I don't think that's been a very successful pick. And you have Chuma Idoga, who, yeah, we'll see what happens with him, but Jets, Jets just need to invest better in the offensive line. And that also means making smarter decisions in free agency because they've made some free agent moves up front that really have not worked out. There's no bigger need for the Jets. There's no bigger priority for the Jets in this offseason than the offensive line, and there's not much else to say. And again, if you disagree with me, please, I'm glad to debate this with you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Jets podcast. We're going position by position today for the Jets and examining whether each spot is a need for the Jets. And we'll move to the defensive side of the ball. We talk defensive line, and that one's clearly not a need. And that's a, this is a position where the Jets have good depth because 
You've got Steve McClendon, the veteran, good nose tackle. You've got uh, Henry Anderson was a little bit of a disappointment, but he's he's still a, a solid run stopper, even if he's not on a great contract for the team. You have uh, Quinn and Williams, who obviously uh, uh, late last week there was uh, was in the news for for some negative reasons, and my stance on situations like that is always that I think we need to see how things play out we need to learn all the facts before commenting so i really don't have anything to say on that but uh beyond that you have good backups you have a couple guys uh nathan shepherd who did a good job as a he really came on near the end of the year as a rotational player you have foley fatukasi really good really played well as a run stopper uh, as a rotational guy with steve mcclendon so this is a spot where the jets they'll just have good starters they have good backups here this is maybe the one spot on the team where i i say you know what the jets really don't need to bring in anybody. They have quality players up and down the lineup. That's not what I would say about the edge spot. Uh, Jordan Jenkins is going to be a free agent, and when Jordan Jenkins is your best edge guy, you're not in great shape. When Jordan Jenkins is like your third best edge guy, you're in good shape. He's your best guy, not so much. Um, and Jets have, I mean, they, they have some guys like Terrell Basham. I mean, they have some scrap heap type guys that they've brought in who have been marginally productive. Uh, Frankie Louvu was okay as a rookie. Um, Brandon Coleman, who also going to be a free agent, he was marginally productive in 2018. There's just not a lot there. And again, the Jets need to re-sign Jenkins if they were, they could let him go. But Jets need to replace their, either need to re-sign or replace their best guy. And even if he's your best guy, you're not in great shape. So this is a position that really needs to be addressed by the Jets. Maybe they can sign somebody in free agency, but more often this is a position that's difficult to fill. So Jets are going to need to look to the draft, I think. Also, you look at the corner, that's another pretty glaring need for the team. Um, you know, The best corner for the Jets last year was Brian Poole, who was the slot corner. And the Jets had some issues outside. I think there's no doubt about that. We knew they'd have issues going into to the, into the season. And the fact the Jets were able to get through with what they had at corner was just, again, miraculous work by Greg Williams. The Jets need a lot. And you know, even if Bless Austin turns into a starter for the Jets, which is possible, you still need to fill the other spots at corner. So the Jets have maybe one starter under contract to Bless Austin, and that's a huge maybe. But even if you only have one at a corner, you've got some work to do with that position. So corner is a pretty glaring need. Off-ball linebacker, and I'm using them all at one. I'm just using all linebackers. I'm lumping them all in the, into the same position. That's not a need. Now, the Jets have a, Jets have spent a lot of money at linebacker. Between C.J. Mosley and Avery Williamson, they've got about $26 million invested at the linebacker position. And Williamson could be a cap casualty just because that's a lot of money to have at linebacker, a position that doesn't really make make a huge impact in this league unless you have a Luke Keekley or maybe a Bobby Wagner. But it's not a need. And look, the Jets got by. You know, the thing the thing I can't get over about the linebacker position is people the way people talk about it. Like I've heard all this talk about how the Jets missed Demario Davis so bad, and Demario Davis has turned into a really good player. Uh, he had a great 2017 with the Jets, went to New Orleans, turned himself into an all-pro with the Saints, but linebacker was not the problem for the Jets last year, even with all the injuries they had. And you do have Blake Cashman as a backup who could 
you know, could potentially turn into a player for this team, even though there's some questions with his injury history and he was kind of inconsistent as a rookie. I'm fine with what the Jets have at linebacker. The Jets had what were, what were the issues at linebacker? Aside from guys getting hurt, Jets really didn't have any issues at linebacker. And you know, I go back to Demario Davis. Nothing wrong with Demario Davis, but you really say that the linebacker's been the problem with the Jets since he left. Yeah, get a good player. You don't like to lose good players, but I can't really say that this has been an enormous issue with the team. I think linebacker's fine. And then we finish with safety, which is pretty clearly not a need for the Jets. I mean, maybe you want to pick some. Safety's always a position where you can get good players for cheap and free agency, so maybe you can get a good backup, but Jamal Adams might be the best safety in the NFL, and Marcus May had a big bounce-back season after an injury plagued 2018. And... You know, you hope Chris Herndon at tight end has this has a 2020 season like Marcus May had a 2019 season because May's 2018 was pretty much a disaster due to injuries, just like Herndon's 2019. So you hope Herndon has the same bounce back because May had a good 2019 season. Jets are fine at, at safety. I mean, they could use some depth. They could use some backups. But I don't think you can complain about what the Jets have at safety. So there you have it. Those are my views. I, I think that the needs on this team right now are – wide receiver, offensive line, tight end, maybe an insurance policy, edge rusher, and corner. And everywhere else, I mean, I'm not saying that you pass on an opportunity to upgrade because sometimes it, it, people always say, you know, the Jets have you know, Jets have too many needs to target a free agent at that position. Well, sometimes a free agent comes comes cheap. And it's a perfectly acceptable way to build your team to upgrade from a guy who's okay to a guy who's really good. So you have to explore opportunities as they come to you. But that said, I think the needs on this team are pretty clear right now. And those, those are the areas that should be the focus unless a really good deal falls into place for the team. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked on Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. As always, if you like our show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a wonderful Monday, everybody. And we will be back tomorrow to talk more Jets. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.